Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. Hallelujah. I, I was thinking about something in the afternoon and I thought to share it with you. Last Wednesday, I started to talk about um, supernaturally imposed values. But on the previous, the previous Sunday before Wednesday, I was also talking about how your words are containers that take the power of God. So that when you speak, those words go ahead of you and they create your life when you speak. So there is power when you talk. No believer should ever trivialize his words. If you're a believer, never trivialize your words. The world will always make you need conscious. But if you're in the kingdom, you should know that you are seed conscious. Seed, I mean the word. Jesus said in the parable, in interpreting the parable, he said that the word is the seed or the seed is the word of God. So, if you're a wise builder, or in agricultural terms, where Jesus was given the parable as regarding the seed, if you're a wise farmer, you must learn how to keep planting the right seeds every time. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, plant the right seeds. Plant the right seeds. Yeah, plant the right seeds. You must cultivate. You must cultivate. You must cultivate. Because things are not always in the right condition. So you must what? Cultivate. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Alright, we're going to read together. Want to go? By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Somebody say, by faith. faith. No, let's stay at um, verse 3. By faith, we understand. Somebody say, I understand. Say, by faith, we understand. I understand. I understand. Say it again. Say, by faith. By faith. I, understand. I understand. Now it says, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Wow. So it's by faith we understand. You know, when God spoke words in the beginning, um, and then He created the heavens and the earth, everything He did was by words. Amen. Everything He did was by words, by speaking. So it says that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. But 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 here. It, it, the world here is not is not a singular word, right? So here it's saying worlds. So that means there there are two basic 
um, Greek meanings for world in the Bible. One is cosmos. Of course, you all know cosmos. Cosmos is different from what this is talking about. Cosmos means the structural arrangement of things. That's cosmos. Or cosmos also means a place. Cosmos means the earth, as it were. The physical structuring. So, you see, what God spoke in the beginning, in the beginning, let there be light, and there was light. The Bible says God created the heavens and the earth. That that was the cosmos that he created. He created the physical structuring of the world. But but here, the, the, the word world here is not talking about physical structure. World here means aeon. Aeon, that's A-I-O-N. That's what it means here. So this world here is talking about um, a period of time. It's talking about age. You can also interpret it to mean cause. So it's completely different from uh, the physical structuring or what you can see, what you can touch. It's not the same. But the Bible says by faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. They were framed by the word of God. Another interesting word here in my meditation is the word framed. Now, the word framed is not like the other words that mean made. The word framed here is different from bringing something into being. So the word framed here means to repair or it means to restructure. That's what it means. There are two words for, or there are many words, but two most important words for make. One is ginomai, which is not what is here. But there is another one here from my Greek Bible. It's called katatizo. Katatizo, katatizo means to adjust something. To repair something. That's what katatizo means. It means to Bring something back into shape. It means to um, fit something back into mold. That's what katatizo means. So when the Bible says that the worlds, which is the age, or the times, or the season, or the cause, they were repaired by what? What does the Bible say? They were what? They were framed by what? The word of God. They were given structure by the word of God. This is very important because as a believer, one of the things that I have always grown up with is this understanding which I will share with you. If you understand this thing, you will live victoriously. In fact, you will be a winner every day. And I will show you. 
So what the Bible says here, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Your words are not visible. So of course, um, the visible things are produced from the invisible. Scripture says that they were framed by the word of God. The word of God here is talking about the Rema word of God. The Rema. Of course, we have the Logos. We have the Logos is like a body of truth. Um, a revelation of God's truth. That's the Logos. But the Rema word is the spoken word. So, what frames worlds is a spoken word. What repairs is a spoken word. If you ask a um, bricklayer to repair a building, you probably use tractors and um, bulldozers and you know to bring the building down and and um, he would have to put the blocks together. But you see in the kingdom we don't Pastor Sass read a scripture that is very important. It says that while we're in the world our weapons are not of the world. What does that mean? It means that the way you build your life is not like the world builds her life. The way you build your life is by words. By words. By words. So it says we understand. May this understanding sink into your spirit. You know when something is an understanding? It's an understanding when you already know what to do. Even before the situation comes. And when the situation comes, you know what to do. That's a man or a woman who has understanding. How many people here have things to repair? I do. But you see, you're going to repair by the word. Rema word. Rema word is spoken word. That's how to repair your life. Praise the Lord. So it says, by faith we understand that the worlds were what framed. They were structured by the Rema word of God. Let me tell you what that word um, world is so that would have a, a very good understanding. Aeon can also mean the happenings of your world as they affect you. The happenings of your world as they affect you. The happenings of your world as they affect you. That's your world. Another definition of aeon or world there is the structure and administration of your life. The structure and administration of your life. That means how things go with you from day to day. That's what world is. So for example, if I ask you, how are you? I'm saying to you, how is your world? Do you understand? We are in one physical world. Tangible. Cosmos. 
But we all have different worlds individually. You understand? And because of that, we have different experiences. In fact, you can, you can put two people in the same situation, but the two people in the same situation will have two different worlds. Why? Because we understand. Do you get what I'm saying? Let me use medical terms to explain what I mean. There's a condition, medically speaking, this example just came to my spirit. There's a, there's a, there's, there's a condition, medically speaking, um, the temperature of this place is not so cold, it's not so hot, but if you bring in a woman, for example, who has thyrotoxicosis, for example, whose body metabolism is way higher than the average person. She feels hotter than normal. Do you understand it? Because her body metabolism is higher. So she feels hotter than normal. While a normal person who has normal levels of hormones all right, in his system feels according to the temperature of the environment. So you see a, a, a woman who is in that condition sweating profusely under AC. Probably with manifestation goiter and poppy eyes. Very slim in nature. And she's sweating profusely. But the temperature is really low. Now, in that woman's world, there is fire. She's feeling something different from what you're feeling. But we're in the same space. So, all of us can be together, but we're not all together. What separates us is, for we understand. Do you get it? Same person is talking to people. But two people hearing the same person are processing differently. Why? Because for we understand. The understanding is not the same. Two people are in Nigeria going through a recession. As the economy says. But the one who understands is not going through a recession. Why? Because we understand. So, can I, can I put this to you? The world will not be better. But your world can be better. Do you understand the difference? Cosmos may not change, but your aeon should be different. So, I'm not asking you to frame the Cosmos, by taking Nigeria away from where Nigeria is in the map and exchanging it with Ghana. It's not your place to do that, don't worry. Or you don't need to ask, why was I born here? Why shouldn't I have been born in America? 
and you want to question the placing of God in this geographical location, Nigeria, saying that if you probably were somewhere else, you would have done better. We, we must not question the structural arrangement of things. That may not be in your control. But you see, your world is under your control. That's just what I'm trying to say. So, the Bible says, by faith we understand. Somebody say, I understand. understand. You see, my world cannot be bitter. If you come into my world, you would experience something. That's why when you see people who are frowning their face all the time, one of the first questions you want to ask is, who have you you been with for a long time? Let people come to your world and feel something. Amen. 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 Let your world be so powerful that your world can infiltrate somebody else's world and transform for better. Do you understand what I'm saying? The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the Bible says, by faith, we understand that what? What is the word world there? Aeon. The structure and administration of your life. The events of the day-to-day activity of your life. The things that pertain to you. Those things that pertain to you. What is the happenings of your life like? What is the pattern of your life like? So the Bible says that by faith, this, my world, is structured. We give structure to our world. It means we put a frame to it. So that Anything that is coming, anything external, has to fit into the frame. It's people who have not structured their lives that get structure from the outside. Have you come to the place where you know what is acceptable for you and not? Have you come to the place where you have already determined what you are going to experience? And what you are not going to experience. You see, Omar, I celebrate this woman. You see, before she got pregnant, she told herself that when I get pregnant, I'm not going to be like a babu. Or I'm not going to be, I'm not going to excessively blow up. These things might be simple to you, but it's her world. She said, I'm not going to have all the acne, all the pimples, all the swollen feet. I won't be walking like this every time. I'm not going to be a liability. She said to herself that I'm going to look very nice. But it happened the way she said it. It is your space. Don't allow somebody speak on top of your own space. Do you understand it? It is your own world. Don't allow somebody speak 
for your own world. God is not in charge of the world. Let me ask you a question. Is God going to do it for you? (laughs) Answer me. Is God going to do it for you? You hear a man of answers now. Is God going to do it for you? He has done it already. So you structure, you put to frame what he has done. You see, I can't question the sovereignty of God where God does things with or without your involvement. There is that aspect of his sovereignty which nobody can adjust. But there is also the understanding as a believer that my responsibility is to fashion and create my world. There is that understanding that I am responsible for my world. You know, there, there, there are a lot of people who are waiting for one money they borrowed to somebody to come back to them. And they keep blaming the person who they borrowed the money. You see, if not that I borrowed this person this morning, now this is what I should have been doing with my money. And then your life is on pause because you borrowed money. Or one uncle who promised you. Or you are saying to yourself, if only I had her kind of job. Do you know about the time where she didn't have that job? Do you know about the time where he didn't have that car? Do you know about that time? How did he then have it? Say, if only my father was like this. I can give you loads of examples of people who don't even have fathers and have created their aeons. Say, if if I didn't borrow this money now, this would have... You know, the Bible actually teaches that if you borrow money, forget that you borrowed the money. Behave as if you've given it. Nobody wants to say amen here. (laughs) (laughs) Behave as if you've not borrowed. That's what Jesus said. Eh? Okay, say it please. That's how Pastor Phil actually does. I'm winning money, so I know. I'm winning money, so I know. <laughs> In fact, you, you may need to remind me that I borrowed you money. It's, it's a part of If I give you something, I've walked away from it. You know why? Because my life is not there. Don't come after the service <laughs> to meet me for money. <laughs> you know why? Because my life is not in the things that I have. My life is in my words that produce those things. Yes, 
I'm trying to get, I'm, I'm slow about this message because I want it to sink into your spirit. That you are in charge of your aeon. I, I just told you how something as casual for some people as pregnancy, how it can make much sense to her world. Do you know it is one man who said, when I come to Abuja, I'm not going to struggle. And it happened the way he said it. Me. <laughs> I'm not struggling. So ministry is tough, ministry is tough, ministry is tough. You have to go through Bible school. Ministry is tough. You have to be married. Ministry, ministry. <laughs> Am I not doing the ministry? I'm chilling. You see, TSP was not handed over to me. God put this thing as a seed in my spirit. And what did I do? I started to speak. It says, by faith we understand that the aeons, now he's talking about aeons now. There are are many aspects of your life, right? You begin to create them with your words. Because I told you before that the words of a believer, they are containers that transmit the power of God. Yeah? So, your worlds were framed. They were given structure to. And the word frame here, katatizo, means to adjust, to repair. So, see, guess what? As you are living your life, there will be certain things that would scatter your world. So you should not you should not sit down and start wailing and crying. Oh, it's finished. No hope for me. It's all over. It's all over, Jackie. <laughs> Somebody's receiving the grace to repair. Do you know what I mean? To, to repair, or it also means to restore, to bring it back into shape. Yes, Sometimes, some of the miracles that Jesus did were not just all um, creative miracles, they were also restorational miracles, where he had to repair what was broken. So, it is your responsibility to repair what is broken in your life. Are you still here? Amen. I want people to say that, you know, you know, when we talk about aeon, we're talking about seasons, right? We're talking about times, the event of things, the happenings of things. Do you know you can control happenings? See, when Jesus saw Nathanael, he said to Nathanael that you will see greater things than this. He spoke into the future and he controlled the happenings of the future. That's what Jesus said. He didn't just keep quiet. 
He said, you will see greater things than this. Some of us are not putting structure to our lives. You know why I say so? Because we're saying harmful things. We're saying dangerous things. I'm telling you. For every timing and every age in the dispensation of human history, there is a pattern to which things happen in several generations. But there is usually someone who counters the culture. There's usually somebody in the midst of a dark generation who rises up like a star and breaks through the light and disagrees with the cosmos. Or he disagrees with the pattern of the principalities that is at work in that generation. There's always somebody. They're the Deborahs. They're the Samuels. They're the Davids. They're the Josephs. Who in the midst of foolishness, you see a wise man. They are the Papaidahosas. Who in the midst of darkness in Benin City. You see, Benin, Benin was infested with idol worship. It was the norm of the day. Idol worship. Do you know how at, at one of the ways Archbishop broke the backbone of idol worship in Benin was by supernatural wisdom given to him from God. Because then those people would take crates of eggs, live chicken, yam, put on different doors and, you know, you know what Papa said? He, com- he's, he instructed all his Bible school students, any yam, you already know what I want to say. Any yam, chicken, all those things, take them, is sanctified. Eat. So he didn't even use the spiritual things. He used common sense to teach people common sense. And before you know it, people started hoarding their yam. <laughs> Instead of sacrificing one whole yam, probably sacrifice half. <laughs> but have you always asked yourself why the herbalist is always saying, go and bring chicken? Have you asked yourself? Or go and bring goat? Why is it always chicken? <laughs> if he says he's using the blood, what is he doing with the meat? <laughs> As people are saying in the days of Hitler, in the days of Martin Luther, in the days of Archbishop, I want people to say in your days. I'm serious. That you... See, your life must make meaning. But before that happens, you must have structured your life with words. You must begin to talk yourself that I am the best. Do you know why this guy really was the best? Muhammad Ali. Because he said it. He wasn't really the best. Or he, he wasn't really the greatest. But he kept saying it. I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest. He had mouth. 
If you have mouth, nobody can take it from you. Have mouth for the good things. Praise God. You know, Jesus said, I have come in the volume of the books that is written of me, that I may do your will, O God. See, see what it means. I have come in the volume of the book that was framed of me. That I will do your will. What you're supposed to do is to fit into the frame of what has been spoken. Because if Jesus says that I have come in the volume of the book that was written of me, it suggests to you that there are writings of you. There are words that have framed your life already. So you must follow the structure. And you can also frame your future by the examples of speaking the realm of word. That's, that's what it is. Have you framed your next five years? Have you? Have you framed your next five years? Have you framed your next ten years? You do these things by speaking. You do these things by uttering God's plan for your life. Not keeping quiet. Not keeping quiet. Daniel, Daniel in the Bible, the Bible says that Daniel understood by books, okay, of what time it was for Israel. I mean, Daniel was also a prophet because he kept praying and praying for the deliverance of Israel and nothing was happening. So he had to go back into the scriptures to see what other prophets had written about him. About, I mean, about Israel said. So the Bible says that Daniel understood by books that Israel was meant to be delivered at this time. Your life can be framed by your words. Amen. Amen. I want you to frame every detail of your life. Don't leave anything unturned. Every single detail, frame it by God's word. Put structure to it. Every single detail. But there's one thing I will guarantee you. That there will be many bombardings from the sides. You must learn how to control what you say at those moments. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. Let's see that. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. The Bible says, keep your heart. Let's read it together. One to go. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it. Read it again. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Somebody say, be diligent. Say after me. Say, I will be diligent. In keeping my heart. Can I see the NIV version? Let's see what the NIV says. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring 
of life. Let's see the message translation. It says, keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. I like this one. Somebody say, be vigilant. vigilant. How many gate men do I have here? (laughs) You know about vigilante? Be that over your heart. Three things that you must never let into your heart. Fear, doubt, bitterness. What did I say? Fear, doubt, bitterness. Never allow those things into your heart. Fear. Because when fear creeps into your heart, it begins to affect what you say. Somebody was asking me a question yesterday and said, Pastor Phil, I cannot control negative thoughts. I said, negative thoughts are not the problem. But when negative thoughts begin to bear deep into your heart, that's where the problem is. You can't, you can't control thoughts from coming into your head. You can't stop yourself from thinking doubt sometimes. You can't even stop yourself from thinking fear. And even bitterness, you can't stop yourself from thinking that. So you can't control those things from coming. They will come. But I told the person, I said, learn to put thoughts into subjection. Because when those thoughts come, is a proof of life. Anybody who is not tempted is dead. Dead. Okay, so in the midst of all these struggles, you must be careful of what you are uttering. You must be careful of what you're saying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Very important. You must be careful of what you're saying. Jesus came to a house where the brother had died. I mean, he loved this guy so much called Lazarus. And then Lazarus shows up. When Lazarus comes in, I mean, when Jesus comes in, in fact, scripture says that he delayed for four extra days and didn't come up to um, the household of Mary and Martha. When Mary saw Jesus, or Martha first saw Jesus in John chapter 11, the Bible says she ran to Jesus and said, if you had been here earlier, my brother would not have died. So that means that her faith was in the past. She believed that if Jesus made it a little earlier, that Lazarus would still be leaving. Is anybody here who has felt God is too late? That if God, I know, I know God can do all things so, but if he happened just, if he happened last year, or if I was early enough. So that's what Martha was saying to Jesus. That if Jesus had been here, my brother would not have died. That's what Martha said. Then Mary now comes into the picture. And said the same thing that Martha said. That if you have been here earlier, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. 
And Mary now said, I know that he will rise on the last day. So her faith was in the future. But the Bible says, now faith is. So what about now? What are you saying now? So Jesus now begins to cry. I ask myself, why did Jesus cry when he knew what he was going to do now? See, that's why there's this thing about my understanding. When people are grieving, grieve with them. Even though you have the power to resurrect their pain. I mean, resurrect their joy or happiness or whatever it is. Don't be too insensitive. There should be a level of relativity. Do you understand what I'm saying? There should be a level of what? Relativity. The Bible says we have a high priest who feels what we feel. Who is touched by the feelings of our infirmities. So what does Jesus now say? When Jesus was about to call Lazarus from the dead... What did he do? What did what when he was about to call Lazarus? What did he? How did he call Lazarus? He said what? What? He he called his name. What was his name? Lazarus. Called his name. Lazarus. Come forth. I hope you know when a man dies, that thing you are seeing is not the man. What you're seeing is the corpse, it's the body. So that's not Lazarus. Someone didn't catch it. When Jesus called Lazarus, he called what he wanted to see. See, if you're framing your world, say what you want to see. Jesus didn't say, cops, come forward. No. Jesus didn't say, dead body, come forward. No. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, you man who is tied or bound by a cloth from your head to your toe, come forward. Jesus didn't say so. What did he say? Lazarus. Lazarus. That cops, my brother, wasn't Lazarus. But because Jesus said, Lazarus, Come forth. That corpse became Lazarus. See, if you are calling things, learn he who calls, he who calls things that be not as it is so in your spirit. So begin to declare it so. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you are framing your world, you frame your we have unseen materiality. Do you understand what I'm saying? You call the things that you want to see. You don't call things that you are looking at. The eyes that look are common, but the eyes that see are very scarce. You don't, you don't, you don't call things as the way they appear. It says no, the things that are coming to you don't seem like they appear to be, but they actually are. So he says what? Lazarus, come forth. And then Lazarus began to come. And of course, you know, there were many Lazarus in, the, in many different graves. But the one whose word was for, that word found him. 
Do you understand it? It says, Lazarus, come forth. Hallelujah. When Jesus said, roll the stone away, he was not talking to anybody. He didn't specify who should roll the stone away. What does that mean? It means that sometimes when words are given, even though the word may not have your name, you can grab the word. This one is, this one is my own. I've done that many times. You don't say because the word was given last year. It won't work for me now. Word is word. <laughs> Whoever spoke it, it is still word. We're talking about the Rema word of God here. I want you to frame your life, your aeon, so that when I'm asking you, how are you? How is your world? You are giving me feedback. My world is fabulous. But you're not just saying it, you're framing your world. Amen. Are you going to add structure to your life? Are you going to do so? Okay? Get ready to have people who would say other things around you. Okay? There will be people who would say different things around you, about you, to you, but that should not deter you. What, what you should stay with is what God has said about you and begin to declare those things. Hallelujah. How is your future going to be? Can I show you just one last scripture? Joshua chapter 14 verse 11. Joshua chapter 14 verse 11. Joshua chapter 14. He says, this is Caleb talking. He says, as yet I am what? As strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war. How many of you know you are in, you are, you are, you are in war zone? <laughs> I don't know, but some people are chilling. Amen. We behave as if there is no war. Because the devil will not see our sweat. We are not going to let Satan see our sweat. But we know on what victory we are standing on. We are short of it. I'm persuaded of these things. I don't need to be preached to about where I'm going. I hope you understand what I mean. I don't need to be convinced about where I'm going. That's what I mean. I already know. And when the devil is attacking you, you should understand. Your persuasion should give you more assurance because of his attack. Like I told you, it means that Satan has faith. That your life is going to be big. That's why he's making you think small. He's making you see hardship. How can you relate someone who doesn't have any money today and tomorrow literally, literally, Tomorrow, literally, I mean in the actual sense of the word tomorrow. I'm not talking about symbolically when you say tomorrow. Say tomorrow, in the next few hours, the person begins to walk with millions. I shared a testimony with you. How I've seen this thing happen. 
where somebody just like you and give you millions for nothing. I'm sharing somebody's testimony here. I didn't say one million. No. I said millions. I'm sharing somebody's testimony. It just give you millions for nothing. And all of a sudden, your life just somehow you, you, you became found on better promises. <laughs> your talk changed. Things just be, began to shift for you. Auto switch. Inter switch. Wow. There's an anointing in this house. It says, as yet as I am strong this day, as on the day that Moses sent me, just as my strength was, so now is my strength for war. Both for going out and for coming in. It's a complete strength. I wasn't just strong when I went out. I'm coming in, I'm coming in as a feeble person who has been dealt with by war. Can I prophesy to somebody here? When people see you coming back from the issues of life, you are coming back stronger than you ever went. You're coming back what? Stronger. Actually, ten times better and stronger than you ever went. That's, that's, that's a complete strength here. Because the natural cause of fighting war is that when you begin to fight war, in the middle of the war, you get tired. That's the natural cause. Or maybe the war is ending. You become weak from the battle. I was playing soccer on, on Saturday. And then after, from the beginning, I, I was okay for the next 10, 15 minutes. But after 20 minutes, I started to find my strength. When I was leaving the pitch, I, I, I was hoping somebody would drag me because I had lost strength. But that's the natural cause. That's the natural cause. You don't operate in the natural. You know the natural frame of life? The natural frame of life is there should be ups, there should be down. There should be what? Ups and downs. But for you, you are winning every day. You are what? Winning every day. You are winning. You are winning every day. He says, so my strength for war, both for what? Coming out and what? For coming in. I'm strong when I'm returning. I'm strong when I'm going. Hallelujah. Next verse. Next verse. Verse 12. See what it says here. Verse 12. It says, Now therefore give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. I want some people to begin to take mountains now. I want some people to begin to take mountains. Begin to frame. Begin to speak. Ah, there are mountains to take that belong to you. Caleb said, give me this mountain. He said, give me this mountain. This particular mountain. This one is mine. Give me. Give me. But, but see the basis he was receiving the mountain. He said, now therefore give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke when? In that day. See, something was framed initially for Caleb to walk into. Did you get that? Something was framed the Lord had already spoken the word. And when Caleb was assured of what God had said. So Caleb said, this mountain belongs to me because God had said it. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? So he says, give me this mountain of which the Lord spoke in that day. Now, let's keep reading. He says, for you heard in that day how um, the Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall be able to drive them out of out as the Lord said. I'm going to do this thing because God said. So the spirit of faith, what does the spirit of faith say? It says, faith talks about believing and speaking. So therefore we also believe and therefore what? Speak. That's the attitude of faith. You cannot be a believer, a faith-worded believer and not know how to talk. There was a day Archbishop wasn't feeling so well in his legs, but he was going somewhere to preach. He told himself, sorry, he told the leg, say, leg, I'm going to preach. If you're not ready to come, meet me there. See the way the man's mind works? When you talk to your body, meet me there, I'm going there. He said, by faith we understand that our worlds were what? They were framed by the Rema word of God. The Rema word of God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Paul said that my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. <laughs> Praise God. Let this be your conversation. My God is supplying all my needs. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm not wanting. I'm not wanting. I have enough. Let that be your conversation. In the midst of Laco, I'm not talking about when somebody dashes you something, you not say, hey, the Lord is my shepherd. Where's the faith in that? I'm saying when you don't have, that's when to say it. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Why are you scared? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid of? Even when the wicked ones came against me, they stumbled and they fell. So why are you thinking that people can gather and attack you? There is nothing any, there is no conspiracy about you that can succeed. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4 verse 11. Paul did not even pray that prayer for himself. He didn't even say, my God shall supply all my needs. That's not what Paul said. He said, my God shall supply all your needs. Paul knew what he... When he came to his own needs, see what he said about himself. He says, not that I speak in regard to need. For I have learned that in whatever state I am to be content. I like the King James Version. I like the King James Version. Let me see the King James if you have it. He says, I have learned in... For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. There's a version that I'm looking for. Maybe the NIV. I'm not sure. But I think the NIV also. Yeah. It says, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Now the word content here is, I know what to do. That's what it means. Praise God. Let's just pray. Shall I give you five minutes to begin to frame things for the next um, few weeks? For the next few days, just begin to frame things. Things. This concludes this message. 
Thank you for listening, and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.